welcome to what is episode 32 of the restoration and refinishing podcast today we've got cruise restorations on the line steve from cruise restorations they're over in wollongong new south wales australia and they take care of a lot of concourse australian muscle builds so it was awesome to have steve on and talk us through some of those processes how he takes care of those builds um, he's also a supporter of Speed Hicker, so it was cool to have a guest on supporting a different paint manufacturer to what we used to. So yeah, we talked through some builds, some processes. I appreciate Steve coming on, and I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Cool. So we got Steve on the line from Cruise Restorations in Wollongong, New South Wales. How you doing? Good, buddy. How you going, mate? Very good. Um, so... The name cruise that's that's spelt differently too for the people that are trying to find it. What's the what's the story behind the name of the business? So cruise, cruise. I started cruise. Um, the name my son's called Cruise. Um, we were watching a movie one day and a movie called Blood In Blood Out, and there was a spray painter on there called Cruise. And my wife was pregnant at the time, and I ended up falling in love with that name Cruise. And I said, "Whatever, son, I'm going to call him Cruise." I love the movie actually, and then. Start off like that, then got number plates for the car for Falcon that I was building at the time, Cruise 351. And obviously, as as a rev head, um, I thought, yep, no worries, I'm going to call the business after my son, Cruise. So a lot of people thought um, Cruise, as in like Cruise, Cruising, that's why I named the business. But no, it's actually after my son, I called it the business Cruise, yeah. Awesome. And how'd you end up in the industry? I started, gosh. Well, my grandfather was a panel meter spray painter in the early 80s. And every time we used to go around, used to muck around in his little garage and loved paint, loved always cars. Um, yeah, so that's how I started. You know, I was, I was always tinkering around with colours and or mucking around with colours with him and stuff like that. And yeah, I actually fell in love with doing that. So, yeah. So did you do a, did you end up working for your grandfather? No, he ended up... Um, he ended up passing away um, just before I started my apprenticeship. So yeah, so that was a I didn't get I didn't actually get a get a chance to work with him through my apprenticeship. So no, no, I didn't know. And then you you've obviously come through your time and decided yeah. it, decided it was time to open your own shop. Yeah, so I was working for so where I started. I grew up in Sydney, um, and we started. Working, I started working actually when I started my apprenticeship for a place in. It was sort of like half resto, half smash shop. Um, so I started there, and um, I was more doing the resto stuff, which I enjoyed doing. And um, we we're doing a lot of like, well, Falcon GTs, like Aussie muscle cars back then. And um, yeah, so started doing that. Then I end up moving to Wollongong, and same thing. I end up working for a little shop down here doing half smash half resto and I've always, I was always had a soft spot for the resto so I jumped on that side you know so I was more doing the resto stuff and then probably about three and a half years ago I said no this is enough I want to do my own so I end up opening up my own, my own shop now so which is cruise restorations and um yeah it's all been three and a half years full steam ahead for me now awesome so by the looks of it you specialize in that Australian classic stuff as is that your yeah. that your niche? So yeah, I love doing I love doing Aussie muscle. I love doing Australian muscle cars. So um, majority majority of my work is 
Falcon XW XY GTs. That's what I that's what I um, mostly do and um, specialize in. So yeah. So yeah. And are they they coming from far and wide now? You've got a reputation that that you're the Falcon XY GT guy. <laughs> Uh, there's there's a f- there's a few of us out there. There's a few of us. Um, there's a few Falcon GT um, experts out there. But no, um, most of my work comes from Sydney or Canberra. Um, I've got a, I've got I've got a couple coming from Melbourne, which is very um, I found very um, yeah very. I was shocked when I got a phone call from a bloke from Melbourne. He wanted to do two cars for him, and I was like, wow, Melbourne's usually the GT capital. Like everyone's got a lot down there. Uh, a lot of Good shops down there, but yeah. So um, yeah, no, it's majority from Sydney and Canberra. I get yeah, cars. Awesome. Yeah, there's a there's a abundance of work at the moment. Like people are even yeah. looking over. There's cars that are coming from over east to WA to get done. That's right. Yeah, there is. There is. There's no, there's, a, there's such a big demand for these cars, which is unbelievable. Um, and yeah, it's. They're just coming from everywhere. You think where where do all these cars come from? You know, was there that much made? Was there yeah. <laughs> so what uh, what current builds you got going on in the shop at the moment? So what I've got now, I've got an XY GT um, that I'm doing. It's a genuine car. Um, I've got a XW replica that's just come back from the blasters a couple of days ago from sandblasting. But that I've got a another XY GT which is. I can't wait to do this car. Um, it's a one-owner car. The bloke's had it since brand new. He bought it 24th of December 1970, a day before Christmas. Um, and he's still got it to this day, and we're restoring that for him. Um, also, I've got a good little um, a Capri, which I have never, which I don't usually do. I've got a little old Ford Capri, and that's um, a bit more of a custom custom job. It's got a brand new um, Coyote, those supercharged motors out of the... I think they are the Mustang or the new Falcons. Yep. But that's more of a that's more of a show car, like more for Summonats or Motorex, like you know, yeah, bit of a bit of a show car that thing is. Yeah, I've got that on the go. And uh, what else have I got in here? I've got a. Oh, actually, I've, we've done a quick, uh, not a quick one, but we've got a fill-in job with the SV five thousand Commodore. We've got it here at the moment. We've just done a respray on, and yeah, that's probably about it for now. That we've got in here at the moment. Cool. You must be getting pretty good at um, recreating those factory um, for those that aren't from this side of the world. The the Falcon GTs they've got satin um, racing stripes through them. You must be getting good at recreating those. <laughs> yes. Ones. Yeah, we can. Yeah, I'm pretty um I'm pretty um switched on with them at the moment. So I've I've got them worked down. I've got them worked down to a pattern now. So yeah. Do you do uh, the the satin black? Is that a a two K mix or is that a, a got a satin clear over it? So what I do, I've got my own special mix that I do that I've actually took a long time to sort out, which is my satin black that I do on the stripes and all my satin black around the doors. Uh, it's a clear over base that I use. It's uh, my own special mix of Space Hacker um, clear over base. And um, a couple of people have asked me, how do you, like, you know, what's your mix? I don't like giving it out because it took me so long to try to get it right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, people go, oh, can you let me know how you do it, so... I try to keep that my little secret. Every, every, anything else, I'll tell you. But my satin black, I can't give that secret away. <laughs> too long to um, too long to sort out. Yeah, I understand that. And it, that must be pretty hard. Um, you sort of get with a clear of a base, um, like when that's when the stripes are going gloss. You sort of 
you get a chance if you have a bleed through, but you're doing the satin ones, you sort of got one shot, and if you stuff it up, you it's uh it's not very good. You'd be going again, wouldn't you? So yeah, so you only get one shot of doing them bullet strokes, which is the main feature of the car. Mate, you got one bleed through. That's it. You're you're, you're rubbing down that bonnet and throwing it or paint stripping it again to uh, redo it. So yeah, it's 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 um it's a time consuming thing. Like you know, I've spent oh jeez, mate, you're thinking about four five hours getting a bonnet ready for satin black with the because I um I usually paint the bonnets and the plenums off the car. Um, so when I gap them up, I know where the gaps go and. I usually just have the bonnet and uh, turn them on a stand in the booth and I'll mask them up together. And then I'll turn the... And sometimes, um, sometimes depends or whatever, how I go, I'll, um, I'll end up painting some other satin black stuff in the booth at the same time. But yeah, no, you, you usually only get one go at it. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, um, it's a bit of a, a bit of a stressful um, process. Yeah, you only get one go at it. Have you got any tips for any uh, fine lining? Fine lining, I like, yeah, so fine lining is, um, I use the Phoenixa brand of um, fine line tape, which I think works a bit better. I was always with the 3M stuff, but um, Phoenixa, I've got onto the Phoenixa side because I think um, it holds down a bit better. And um, I use, um, I usually prep solemn twice before I actually um, even start masking it up. And, um, I've got a static gun, and I'll static everything before I can actually even start, yeah, fine lining everything up. So that's that's the only, that's the only tip I can give. The other thing, I guess, black, yeah. the other thing is if you get any dirt or anything, and I suppose, are you going again? Depends. Depends how bad it depends. If I get, you're always going to get a dust spot. I don't care what anyone says. How hard you try, how hard you, you've got a brand, even if you put in a brand new spray, but you're always going to get a, dust but I've actually tried even painting it upside down. I've laid down a bit of cardboard, <laughs> turned the bonnet upside down, and I've painted it upside down. And you're always gonna get a dust spot in there or a little thing and at the end of the day, you know, we're only human. We can only try so hard and um you gotta live with it. It's a <laughs> it's um how can I say? It does your head in when you look at it, you think you know it's there and you always always go to that little dust spot okay if you do it again and it ends up worse just leave it it's one dust spot or two dust spots i'm sure the owner or the yeah would live with it so yeah i've um depends yeah if i get heaps in there or if you get big ones in there of course you're gonna redo it but it's only happened to me once and uh so i've only redone a bonnet once actually yeah i had a bug get stuck in there hanging it at night and when my shop is we're back onto a creek and through summer you get a lot of mosquitoes and bugs in there and i've left it overnight so I, um, I don't bake my satin black, I just let it cure overnight. So it flats off, it looks like vinyl wrap when it's when it actually blows out. And um, came in the next morning, there was a bug stuck in there. And I thought, oh, jeez. So I had to rub down the whole bonnet again. Um, poly primer it so you don't see the edges. Come back up and redone it and, yeah. And then I thought to myself, okay, no more painting bonnets at night time in summer. <laughs> And what about, um, we touched on your current builds, have you got any iconic builds that you've been a part of? Iconic builds, which is probably the best one of, oh, my favourite one that I've done so far would be, uh, I've done a, uh, iconic builds, iconic builds will probably be the one that I'm going to do now, which, oh, actually no, I did a face to GTHO, which 
I was like wrapped, like that was the ultimate muscle car I'd love to own, and I did one for a customer, and um, that was, I reckon, that was probably one of the best jobs of, oh, I actually fell in love with doing, so that was probably, what, yeah, it was like probably the most expensive car I've ever worked on in my life. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that was a beautiful car, um, that was probably, yeah, that was probably, um, that was probably one of my favourite ones, and probably the most expensive car I've ever worked on, and that was, yeah. That was like the ants pants of car, ants pants of GTs to do that car. It was a red green base two GTHO. And was yeah. it was that a full concourse build? That was a full concourse build. That was that was a absolutely factory build with the oak sprays and the spray sealers and with the factory peel in there, which I loved doing. That's my I love that factory look with that factory peel finish. Um, I love that. Yeah, I love peel like factory peel like uh, as in yeah way they are but yeah that was a full concourse resto that was an absolutely beautiful car you didn't yeah. put uh did you go and to the extent of putting acrylic on it no that's one no one thing i'll never do is use acrylic yeah well it's they're all two pack yeah they're all two pack there's people happy to do that to the extremists that want that acrylic look but yeah no i won't go to that extent no. <laughs> um, no, that's, um, you did a you got i was scrolling through your page you did a a light blue um, charger. It looked like a VJ charger or something. We've got one in the mix. So I was interested in this one. Okay, so that VG charger. That's a that's a customer of ours. He's had that for a long, long time. Um, what I did with that, um, that's a pretty tough car. It's well known down here. It's got a. It's more of a drag car. That car, like tough street drag car. Um, that car got done probably about and a half years ago it wasn't a bare metal one what happened with that car he had it done another shop a long long time ago and it sat around and um he used to throw parts on it doors bonnets and all that so he ended up getting it back on the road and he said steve you want to just freshen up the car so what we did with that car we just smoothed off engine bay um fixed a couple of dents up in it scratches um pipe filled the whole car and um yeah, just freshen it up for him. But it's, that's, that is a tough car, that. That's a, yeah, it's a pretty tough street car, that car. Okay. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's, it, it looks the part. It's got new bead locks he's got on there now. He bought bead locks for it. Um, yeah, so it's almost, that car's almost on the road soon. Yeah. Cool. So how do you generally tackle your aspirations? That one was obviously over the top. You're normally yeah. down to bare metal. So every car that I do, uh, Every car that I do, like as in the concourse restos, all, all gets back to metal, sandblasted, or depends on the car, or, or I'll get it acid dipped. It seems so, like a, uh, a common trend over east. We don't actually have a dipper over here in the western state, oh, in western Australia, but you guys seem yeah. to be dipping a fair bit over there. Yeah, yeah, it's come a long way. It's um, actually a lot, lot, of, lot of people were, were against it, which I was one of them people a couple of years ago. I said, no chance I'll dip a car. But actually, when I, when I get, I de-skin a lot of stuff, like I'll de-skin a bonnet, um, send it to the dippers, and actually started doing it that way, and I started seeing how it comes back and how it cleans cars up between panels and stuff like that, um, which I, I actually I actually love um, getting stuff dipped. Because it actually, yeah, it cleans a lot up, and um, as anyone knows in the rest of the thing, it doesn't matter how much time you clean cars after being blasted, you always get sand coming out. Um, yeah. 
when, especially when they're in the rotisserie and you're painting underneath and you're turning them around, you always get sand coming out. Doesn't matter how much times you clean them, and yeah, you're always going to get a bit of sand coming out. So, but see, um, I think I think dipping is awesome way of um, getting rid of um, getting rid of all the old paint and rust and sealers and stuff like that, especially between panels. So when you get them back, are you still mechanically sanding them before you go into epoxy? So what? Yeah. So what I do is just wipe them over with thinners first to get all whatever they're off off there, and I'll um, I'll sand them all down best I can uh, with 80 grit. Then I'll um, deoxidate them again, and then I'll put them in epoxy. And, and how, then, what um, about how are you getting into any cavities that um, they've obviously been? It gets into everywhere, so everything's being stripped bare. How are you then? resealing in between your cavities and things so what we do with you between the cavities and that um i spray it's an oxitex it's an oxitec product we spray um i think that's what they use when they dip the cars they spray a sealer over them so you can actually leave them in bare metal for a while i'll spray that in there and then when the cars are painted i actually just cavity wax everything that i can or official whatever some people call official or cavity wax whatever but i'll use a cavity wax and i'll just pump the whole car that's painted with cavity wax okay yeah, wherever you can't get yeah awesome and so you're in epoxy now which which epoxy do you like to use so when i get when i sandblast and my sandblaster uses that um ppg epotech yep. but um when i do a car back from the dippers and i do it i use um i just use my speedsecker epoxy edge primer um so yeah because i use um speedsecker paint um had for a long time um and i like to use the same the same product all the way through but yeah so but my sandblaster uses the epotech epoxy and um i don't know he likes that one and um yeah so but both of them both of them they're, they're pretty good there's nothing wrong with um there's nothing wrong with both of them they're pretty they're both they're both good products but yeah yeah and then it'll uh it'll move forward into the build then how yeah you... so so it moves in the build, then from there on, metalwork gets done, and whatever metalwork gets finished, we uh, we finish metalwork and put epoxy back straight over it, and um, as much metalwork as we can do, um, and yeah, we just put epoxy back over whatever we repaired, if we've left it overnight or something like that, and um, yeah, and metalwork gets done, then from there on, filler work gets done, all gapping up, and, and um, yeah, then we start doing all the filler work. What uh, what filler do you like to use over there? So, I've I've been using for a while the 3M, the Platinum Plus. I've noticed that to be it sticks good to epoxy, and um, easy to rub. I think that's the main one out there that all the all the rest of those shops are using. It's um yeah, it's a great product. Yeah. Yeah, and I see obviously going through your page, you're a you're a fan of the Malamoda products. You're using their poly primers and stuff. Mate, I I absolutely love their poly primers. Um, I love, yeah, oh, I'm a big fan of that. Um, I've used it for a long, for a while now. I, I, when, when I first opened up, um, I used um, the Clawson's All You Need, which is which uh, Melomotive sell that too, but um, it was too hard to get a hold of, so I think Melomotive made their own Australian brand up, which was the rest they finished, and um, I've been using that ever since they've started it. So, yeah, it's, it's, a great, it's a great product. Like, yeah, you can't beat it. You can work it; doesn't sink back. Yeah, it's 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 an awesome product. And you can overpaint over that stuff. Are you comfortable painting over it? So I would not paint over it. 
as in peace of mind. Um, I I get a car ready, um, so I'll put it all in resto finish, get it all blocked down or splined down, get it ready for paint. I always use, doesn't matter what job it is, uh, I always use a, like a non-sand primer over anything. So a wet and wet primer or a non-sand or a sealer, some people call it, um, I'll put that over the poly primer and then I'll put my colour straight on top of it. But yeah, no, I, I don't feel comfortable or as in painting straight over the rest they finished the poly primer, no. Right. And you're my, uh, on the paint side of things, you're actually my first Spees guest, so I'm a huge fan of Spees Hicker, so I'm excited awesome. excited to have a Spees man on. <laughs> yeah. So you're running yeah. the, um, do you run permahide water or you you run solvent on your job? So I only use solvent. Um, I can't. Funny, um, even um, my rep, he goes, oh, do you want to try water on a resto? I said, listen, I can't wrap my head around putting water on a resto. I, I can't do it. I don't know why. I just can't do it. I feel, I don't feel comfortable to do it. For smash work, not a problem. I'll use it. I'll use water. It's a great product. But I can't do it on a resto. So I, I just use, yeah, solvent on a resto. Have you had yeah. a go with the, have you had a go with the permahide water though? I have. I have. I love it. It's absolutely great. I love it. It's quick. Um, it is good. I've done, I've done a closed door respray in it. Like it wasn't um, it wasn't uh, a resto. It was just a closed door respray, scratchy, scratch there. So I ended up painting the whole car. Yeah, in um, yeah, just done it in water, which it was it was pretty good. It was pretty quick. But yeah, on a resto, like I said, when I'm doing a yeah high end high end concourse resto, yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't. Yeah. But yeah, no, Spacek, Spacek, I've used, well, when I, when I started my apprenticeship, there's 32 product, I've only used Glazerit and Spacehacker, so they're the only two that I've used, so Spacehacker, yeah, I, I absolutely love it, um, as in for colour-wise too, which is, it's a great product, you know, it's um, it's been around for a while, um, the colours that, colours that I use, as in on the concourse one, they try to get them as original as possible to the, to the to the way they were from factory. Like they're not supposed to be like full vibrant out there. Like a, like you mix it up in a, it's not supposed to look like a brand new Audi color when you're mixing up original colors. Like the flake's supposed to be like dead, like acrylic style, and that's what that's what this system is good for. So they look they 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 uh, duplicate um, they duplicate the original colors pretty good, like pretty um, spot on. Yeah, I had that on my list to ask that, that exact question. So I've used a bit of Chromax and obviously used a bit of Speed I know Chromax is fantastic for some of the older, like, Australian muscle cars as they fall under that same Exalter umbrella. So Speed yeah. Hacker have, have also got a range of Australian stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do, yeah. So, But um, I've actually, yeah, even, like I said, my two favourite paint systems Glazerit or Spacehacker, but like I've gone to the Spacehacker, but even I've mixed up stuff like using Glazerit, like I've mixed up, oh, okay, I'll mix up, um, I don't know, uh, Electric Blue, which is a very nice GT colour. The last one I did, I'll, if you mix that up in Glazerit and you mix it up in Spacehacker, when you mix it up in Glazerit, um, looks like actually like a brand new Audi colour, very pearly and very stuff. The Concourse blokes, like I said, they love original as possible. So they want that dead look, washed out look, uh, fine flake look, which yeah, which the that's the restoration I'm going for. I make it yeah, original as possible. So yeah, but um, yeah, 
so you got that one sprayed out in, in a couple of different brands just to make sure? So what do I what do I usually do? Um, I usually I've got my spray out cards that I've got. Um, I've actually got parts and panels sent up from um, that I've done a bit of work with a uh, GT guru that is pretty well known in in the GT scene, and um, he usually he used to get me um, a couple of panels that untouched that aren't painted, and um, I used to get my Spectro and Spectro that original panel, buff it up, Spectro it, and actually have colors saved the original cars that have never been painted or panels that have never been painted and um, i've got the formulas for them here on my um on my actually on my spectro so customer comes in i've already got them sprayed out yep want a i don't know wild violet color which is a nice color too yep that, that's the original color wild violet uh, came out of factory um so yeah i've got i've got a lot of those original colors that i've um actually kept that i've saved that I've matched to its original panels. That's fantastic. And, yeah, so... And clear coat side of things, the um, the 8025, that's the Speedseeker, it can be a VHS or an HS, that's probably my all-time favourite clear that I've ever used. Yeah, that, 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 is, that is an awesome clear. I, I s- use that, yeah, I, it's, a, it's a really good clear. I see you're using a, a combination of that and the 8034 being the HS. So, on the 8025... I would use that on all edging out the car, so door jams, engine bay, inside boot, um, inside doors, underneath bonnet, I'll use that. For the outside of a car, because I love to get that factory feel, um, that nice factory type feel, I would uh, use the 8034, because it's a really, really VHS clear, so it's very high solid clear, so it's um, it's got a good build to it, and it's got that beautiful... um, the gloss level is unbelievable on that clear. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah I'm, su- so, I'm surprised yeah. I haven't, uh, like, I haven't, ha- I've had a lot of guests on this show and I haven't seen much support for Speedseeker besides yourself. I'm very surprised at that. Like, it's a, it's a German product. It's, like I say, yeah. that, that's my favourite clear I've ever used. That lays out yeah. beautifully. Yeah, no, it, it is, it, it, it's, 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 it's awesome. It's, and one thing, um, one thing with me, I've tried a lot of clears out there, a lot of products out there, um, even before I had my business. And one thing with me, I love a clear that dries rock hard. Like, you can do it up and it doesn't swell up around bolts. Like, you know, you go to a car show or, or you go down, I don't know, to a car event and you'll see when they do up bolts, you'll see the actual around the bolts, it swells up around bolts and stuff like that. Um, I love it. Yeah, I, lo- I love a product that dries rock hard. It doesn't stay soft, and that's that's what I've noticed with Space Echo. It actually, I've never. Yeah, I, it, it, when you when you bake it, it dries rock hard. It doesn't move. So yeah, the way you bake it, it's the way it stays. And the would you say the eight hundred three four, the HS? Did, does that have that same that gloss? You said it's got a different style of peel, but does it have that mm-hmm. same vertical flow and? That same gloss level as, as the eighty twenty five. So, eighty thirty four is um eighty twenty five, which is a it's a it's a touch thinner clear. Uh, it's more for, I think, more for smash work. I've, you can actually still do a respray in it. There's not a problem. But the eighty thirty four is a great clear. It doesn't flow out as much as the eighty twenty five, and that's why I like using it because I can get that um, factory peel. Um, See, even um, I'm very heavy on the spray gun, so I put 
full two full coats on. I use um I use HVLP even for my clear coat. So yeah, so I don't use like um I think they call them RPs or SADA, I think RP or normal. I use developers um HVLP for even for my clear coat. So um I actually smashed my clear on like two full heavy coats. The way I put my last coat on is the way I put my first coat on. Um, and it actually stays up pretty good. And the finish that, like I said, that factory finish that I'm after, yeah, I can't beat it with any other clear. Like that's the only clear I can get that perfect, like a tight feel to it. Are you are you running a flow coat at all or? No, no. I, I, I um yeah I, I don't I don't do flow coats on actually on the concourse stuff. If someone wants like um like the capri that we're going to do now, that's going to be flow coated. That's more of a um chop back flat finish glass look plastic look car um and he wants i've got to paint the stripes in that car and he doesn't want to feel no edges so a car like that i would flow coat but on the concourse stuff i don't flow coat no it's and um off the off the gun finish then you put i have to if there's any dust spots in there and try to keep um try to keep the peel as um even as possible so you're not you're on the gt stuff you're not cutting them completely flat you're keeping the peel? no no, I'm keeping the peel. Yeah, no, I'm oh. keeping the peel. And are there, has it, has any of them been to any sort of concourse judging? Is that something that they they judge on? So, when when you when you go to a concourse, like if there's GT Nationals, which is um pretty up there, or Ford Day, or wherever wherever these big GT meets are, mate, the when they're cut back flat, as in like full glass look, um. They don't like that look. So, good example, um, a couple of years ago, there was um, two, I think it was a XB, black XB GT, beautiful car. The paintwork on that car was phenomenal. Like, it was absolutely, you could not fault the car. That's how good it was. Um, and there was a black, it was a blue coupe, um, X, XA, XB coupe, uh, XA coupe. And um, both phenomenal cars, both beautiful built cars. Workmanship was unbelievable um the fact the actual the black one was chopped back dead flat looked like glass like a sheet of glass it was like kind of like plastic it was absolutely beautiful um actually came second the coupe came first because it had a factory peel in there and that's what the that's for paintwork it came first so that's for the concourse stuff they are after more factory peel um with the overspray on with all the factory oversprays that's what they're after more so that's where the judging is. That's where you get more points, and that's where they yeah. Yeah, it comes down to which style of build you're trying to achieve. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which um, if you asked me ten years ago, I would say oh every car had to be chopped back dead flat, look like glass. But as in when I started doing the um, original cars, like the original GTs, with um, like I said, I've been taught by one of the I reckon one of the best GT gurus in Australia. Um, he builds a lot of um. I was doing a bit of paintwork for him. He was. He does a lot of um, high-end GT restorations, and um, he taught me, you know, factory peel. And this, I learned so much from him doing them um, with all the oversprays and the factory sealers, how they're meant to go. And this 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 month of this car had this sealer in this spot, and uh, yeah, had this dab here and stuff like that. So I learned a lot from him, and um, I've uh, I've actually appreciated that style of um, restoration a lot more than doing like. Um, the flat finish and you look underneath and all the lines when you do all these sat and black underneath you paint them all and all the lines are dead straight with no oversprays nothing yeah i used to love doing them like that but as in 
when you start seeing them like this, you have more bit, bit more appreciation of um, for the concourse stuff, the way they the way they um the way they should be from factory. Yeah, and I think anyway. You must have a bit of uh, documentation on on every build and of of where things I, should be. I do. I, I I take I before a car comes in, especially a genuine car that hasn't been touched, I take as much photos as I can. Um, yeah, and my phone's just full of <laughs> full of photos from yeah from every single month, from every single year. Yeah, so as much as I can take, document and write down as much as I can, which is yeah, I try to. Every car's different. Don't get me wrong. Every, every every car that comes in, it's got you know a bit of different heat. Bit, it's different in every spot. But the, yeah, the majority of them, yeah, you work out which ones which, and yeah. So the um, when you say the overspray, you're talking like on underbody is. So is that something you've you've finished, you've coated the outside of the vehicle, and then at a later stage you're going to go through and just blow some color over it? Yeah. So what I do um when I when I do a genuine car, I have all the panels on the car together. So I'll have it in the booth masked up. Um, all the all the wheel arches, all underneath is all masked off. Um, last coat of actually when I put my last coat of base coat on, I'll unmask all my papers. I'll have my other I'll have a two I'll have two spray guns in there. Um, I'll have my base coat thinned down, and then I'll have um, I use a lot of mono mono clear. So I'll mix um, half base coat and half clear in one of my other guns. And when I start doing all my oversprays underneath, I'll uh, I'll have two guns in there with um, different well, different um, ones thinned down of base coat, and one I've got my mono clear in there, and uh, I'll start doing my oversprays on my last coat of um, last coat of uh, color before I start putting clear coat on on the outside. I'll spray all underneath with all the oversprays and um, different angles how it's supposed to go. We're, like, we're trying to we're trying to replicate replicate the production line to make it um yeah to make it look like they did it back in the day. Yeah. So you got all the all the doors hung on the car, doing it all in one hit. All in one go. All in one go. Besides bonnet and boot lid. Uh, on a genuine on a genuine car, that's the way I do it. On a replica. Um, I'll, depends on the owner, how they want it. Um, I'll usually paint the shell in and out one go. But on a genuine car, the whole car is together besides bonnet and boot lid. So on a, on a genuine car. When it's all together, you, you said you're wet on wetting or sealing the job. Yes. How do you how do you prevent the wet on wet sealer from going into the door aperture further than base coat? So what I usually do, I, I mask it up as, as tight as possible. And... Um, what I um, what I've noticed when I finish the car, I like I'll actually go around and um, especially on the back on the doors, you don't get, you can get away with it. You don't really you don't notice at all. But on the back dog legs, I usually back mask on there when the car's finished, and I blow in that section um, after the car's painted. Oh, you'll I'll cut, blow in touch the it up section, later. Yeah, touch it up later. Yeah. Okay. That's that's what I do because um, end of the day, I want all the panels on the car. I want the feel to be exactly the same. So. That's why. That's how we do it like that. Yeah. That's what. That's what. That's what works for me anyway. 3M offer a, a tape. I don't know whether you've seen it or used it. There's a, there's a tape that they buy and I think you you lay it down and then you can put your sealer on and then remove that tape and, and carry on. Apparently it's to stop that overspray from going in. Oh wow! Well, no, I've never, I've never, never heard of it. Never seen it. Maybe uh, I haven't used it myself either. Might be worth giving a three, yeah. hitting up 3M. Might have to hit them up and see if they can, um, yeah, come around and show me what it's all about. If so they can save you, me a bit of time, yeah. You touched on your gun. You're using your Devilbus guy, HVLP. Yes. One thing I noticed yeah. is you're uh, you're also running the Luma light. 
Yes, you're, I am actually. You're a fan of that? I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> I thought it was a gimmick at first. Um, I tried it, and honestly, I absolutely yeah, I, I I rate it. I rate it. I rate it. Yeah, it's um trying to get that even even um even color down, especially when you do it inside um you do it inside boots and um, engine bays. Especially even with the clear coat, to get that look when you're trying to when you try and line that, that clear coat down, you don't want to go too heavy or you don't want to go too too peely. When you've got the light on there, you can actually work it out how heavy you go to get that peel that you want or the flatness that you want. So yeah, no, it, it does. It, it, it actually um it make it, it helps me out a lot actually that light. Honestly, yeah. And then you can use it for you switch your booth lights off and see if you got coverage everywhere. Exactly, yeah, I do that too. Cool. I do that too, yeah. Especially like, um, especially, yeah, especially on those uh, colours that are a bit um, transparent. Yeah. And how do you find, sorry, jumping all over the show here, but. Nah, that's fine. The, um, the, the clear code, was it the 8034 or. 8034, yeah. 8034, how do you find that for polishing? What, what system of polishing are you using? So. So what I usually do, um, where like I said, I, I don't on a factory on a concourse resto, I would not chop it back at all. Um, I'll just buff my dust spots out wherever there's a denib mark or there's any imperfections. I'll just buff that section out. I um, usually use a little tungsten block, um, chop the heads off them, um, go around for a bit of fifteen hundred, um, three thousand, five thousand that spot. Try to keep them as small as possible so I don't um, interfere or don't make the peel look different to the rest of the car um, and then I use um, I use a 3d product 3d polish that I um, I've used it I've tried a lot of different compounds out there but I think the 3d one works for me it's pretty good does it have a are you starting with wool or does it start with foam no it's, I, I use I don't, I don't use wool at all um, I just use foam um, so what I usually do I'll just buff my little sections out that I've denibbed and um, sponge with the sponge um, I've got two sponges one's a bit of a coarse one one's a bit of a lighter one go over it and then what I do um, I do my sections wipe it off prep salt I actually prep salt each panel when I finish to make sure there's no um, fillers in there in the actual scratches or there's no um, DB marks that come back up as every painter hates after they've buffed the car and washed it and they'll comes out in the sun and you see like your denim marks come back up so that's why I, um, I prep sold everything after I finish buffing each panel make sure nothing comes back up and um, and then when the car's finished I'll actually just give the whole car a glaze and that's yeah that's that's my pretty much of uh, that's how I buff these that's my buffing system how I do it and that buff um, the 80 the speed clear that buffs up pretty nice it does it does it buffs up pretty good actually like honestly it's pretty um it's pretty easy product to use. Have you um, have you cut it completely flat? Have you had it? I have. And, I have. And that buffed up fine as well. Honestly, it buffs up so. I think me. I think when you buff, actually, I know it sounds a bit um, sounds a bit funny, but I've actually chopped it back with 800, uh, 12, 15, and to get a flat finish for a job that I've done, and um, it actually buffed up. Honestly, it buffed up pretty good. Like, it buffed up. It was pretty easy to buff up. Um, and actually, um, 
It actually, yeah, it, it actually buffed up really, really nice. Like, yeah, it wasn't that hard. Like, you use clear coats out there that buff up, like concrete, you can't get them up. you got to use wool. But, yeah, no, I actually just use a sponge, and it actually comes up pretty good. It's awesome. been pretty easy to buff up, yeah. All right. It's been, uh, it's cool had you on, Steve. Um, thanks Thank for, I uh, appreciate you coming on. No, thanks, thanks for the opportunity. Um, yeah, it was, it was great. I've never done nothing like this before, so it was actually, yeah, great great to have a chat with you and um yeah for those who uh want to get hold of you and want to find you where where can they find you mate if you jump on um facebook or instagram um just go on to cruise restorations and um anyone that wants to get in contact with me just message me all my numbers on there and yeah we can have a chat if you've got any um cars i want done awesome man all right all right you have a good day then Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for your time too, buddy. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Bye now. Thank you. Bye-bye.